early morning wake-ups Practicing on day-offs Tough love, bottled up, no chase on me all right, so y'all know what it is. I want to welcome everyone to the Elite Athlete Podcast because we are right here on site at Phase One Elite in Las Vegas, Nevada. So today I have one of the key pieces to our Phase One Elite puzzle, uh, Miss Gabby here. I'll say, that's what the athletes call her, at least. I mean, the respect, <laughs> the respectful ones, at least. Um, so, so Gabby, if you could just give us a quick intro. Um, you know, I want people to, you know, get a little more background on, on who you are and uh, what you do and, and the role you play here at Phase One. Well, I'm a licensed massage therapist. I also have a background as a chiropractic assistant. Um, been in the industry on and off for about 13 years. I've been actively practicing for about six to seven years. Um, I kind of fell into the industry, Yeah. to be honest. Like, I was literally, like, at a job, and, like, I need to do something else. And I found my way to school, and the moment I touched my first body, I fell in love with it. Nice. Like, nice. I don't think I've ever, like, had a feeling like that outside really? of having kids. Yeah. Okay. Now, was it was it just helping someone? Was it the, you know, what what was the feeling? Like, what made it to where it was so clear in that moment? Like, this is it. It was the power of the alchemy. It was like being able to watch my hands change and transform somebody's body for the better. That was yeah. just like magic. Mm -hmm. And I've never experienced anything like it, even so this day. Love that. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So so now that you're you've obviously been in phase one after how long? How many years? Uh, about three to four years. Yeah, about three to four years. And uh just so everyone knows, she's responsible for single handedly responsible for keeping me healthy. Man. Um, you know, That's she she obviously likes to tell everyone, so I'm just gonna start it off. I'll feel better if I tell everyone that when we <laughs> met, my body was destroyed in so many ways. Uh and I think probably the worst part about it is I didn't even know. You know, I thought I was good. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm and then, uh, yeah, she ended up kind of breaking that apart. So, and we can talk about my experience, I guess, to start it. But then mm -hmm. I want to also use that to transition to athletes and the deficiencies and and, and the lack of body care yeah. that we see kind of consistently with us. So, um, what was it like when we first started working together? <laughs> oh, man. I think when coming into the environment, there was this idea of when you start working with athletes that you're dealing with these well-oiled machines. Mm -hmm. And reality, it's like this fit versus healthy. You were very fit and generally healthy, yeah. but not necessarily functional. So starting to work with you and having to break down some of these patterns that mm -hmm. you didn't realize were actually unhealthy for you and yeah. over time were going to be causes of like injuries and dysfunctions later. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, that was exactly it because I looked at it like I was in good shape. I was working out hard. I was strong. You know, everything. And felt I can't good. like the condescending tone you used to give me like, girl, what? Yeah. What? A well-oiled machine. I used to walk in every day and say that. How you feeling today? Well-oiled machine, feeling young and fresh. Uh -huh. And then get on the table and everything broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so let me ask just kind of before we even go um, into athlete care. Because uh, that's kind of direction I want to go. But before we go into that, why do you think it is that athletes at all levels, and this isn't even just young athletes, this is athletes in general, you know, from middle school, youth athletes, high school, mm -hmm. college, and you work with a lot of pro athletes. Yeah. What What's the deficit? Why Why are athletes not taking care of their body as well as they probably should be? One of the One of the biggest reasons is, Recovery, specifically massage work, is looked at like a luxury. Mm. So it's like 
this is not a necessary part of what you need mm. to be great. You need to have the skill. You need to have the mindset. You need to that do this. Sense. You need to do that. But recovery is never looked at as something that's that necessary. Yeah. Um, the second thing is a lot of times they are forced to choose between one or the other. Mm. And most people are going to choose the sport because that's going to drive them in a direction and they can Got just it. fix whatever it is yeah. sometime later if they even mm. care. That makes sense. That makes sense. And and I think, I mean, that totally makes sense. But I guess what's sad about that is our body, our body of an athlete is your whole tool. <laughs> you know a lot what I mean? of times that's... what I'll see is our things, especially when we start talking pro athletes, are injuries that happen that initiate from a young age. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And they're still lingering around mm-hmm. or they just never been addressed or. Yeah. Like um, going helmet to helmet contact like that can compress your spine. And, you know, you as a child are very durable and very yeah. pliable. So you can walk it off. But that doesn't mean that there isn't anything wrong with you. Mm. And as you grow and get older and your body starts to expand, that trauma is still in there. Yeah. Yeah. So you go to college feeling just because you're strong, yeah. just because you're fit, that you can continue to go on that road mm-hmm. until something snaps, something breaks, something strains, or mm. you end up with in a situation you can't come back from. Yeah, that makes sense. So so would you say that a lot of the major injuries that happen over the course of a career, would you say that a percentage of those uh, are preventable? Because, you know, people Absolutely. always talk about injury prevention. But I, I've heard some people say that there's no such thing. If you're going to get hurt. Is it, so what is your take on injury prevention? And is this is that kind of the scenario you just explained to where there's something in the past or could be that led to that injury? Prevention is based off of a, a, a subjective thought, I guess. So if you're playing football, yeah, there's no way around getting hurt. But you can get ahead of certain things by knowing mm. you have this much time frame to address something before it starts to get bad. Okay. Um, I've heard of people who put themselves in situations and they don't seek medical care. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. you're creating that issue. So it's you can't stop trauma, but you can prevent long-term disabling injuries. Got it. Okay. No, that totally makes sense. So, so what, what has your experience? Cause one thing that I do uh, love about you is the, the way you can work with so many different athletes, um, you know, different ages, different experiences, different levels. What are, are there anything that's consistent when you deal with the younger athletes you know, high school athletes mm-hmm. age, maybe as opposed to um, the pros, like, cause like I said, the pro athletes you work with, are there similarities that you're noticing in the younger athletes? And then now when you get hands on a pro, you know, I'm just trying to see, is there any it's correlation? A, it's there? the mindset, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, they're really, the bigger differences are the obvious ones. Obviously one, it has a lot more on the line versus the other, yeah. but the mindset towards um, something being fixable is like a foreign concept. Okay. For for the older for the for older both. or for both. So okay. you know we have a quite a few athletes you know who come through this facility and explaining things to where they can understand it and watching their yeah. light bulb come on. They're like, oh, wow. I didn't realize yeah. that was yeah. possible. Yeah. No oh, one ever wow. said that to me before. Mm, okay. And it's kind of um, off putting. Yeah. Because they'll see these doctors for ACL surgeries. They'll see, you know, we have one in here right now where. She was in physical therapy for years, and she had a couple of sessions of recovery and is now, like, probably the best her body has ever moved in her entire life. Nice. Okay. You Good. know, so it's just about the mindset of what they believe is possible yeah. for them. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And and just, I know there's a lot of, uh, 
you know, trainers out there or even facility owners, performance coaches that will be watching this or listening to this, um, I believe it's very important, and we've done it for years now, is to have uh, someone that specializes in body work yeah. on site, on staff. Uh, you know what I mean? From, you know, if you really want to be a complete performance training center and really help develop athletes, I think it's valuable. Um, And even, you know, full transparency, we went years without having a therapist around and we were. And I found it amazing because anybody who loves their work and body work was like, I walked in and was like, I will never not have a job. (laughs) There's there's always work. Yeah, you do uh, analyze our athletes pretty uh Intense. Well, besides my judgment on everybody, but just I recall walking into the facility yeah. and it was like not chasing the athlete, but like I knew I would always have work. There was always going to be a body that needed something. Yeah, I could sure. always be valuable here. So I would always have a job. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? Yeah, I like that. So so in terms of, okay, kind of staying on that, on that vein, um, for therapists out there that may have an interest in working with athletes, what are some of the things that you look for? Because one thing I have noticed that you're very good at, you can watch an athlete move for like 30 seconds and break oh, down yeah, their the whole thing. And, and then the anatomy judgment. And, and most of the time the athlete will be, you'll be like, hey, you have any injuries? They're like, no, I'm good. What about there's something going on on your like left that? side? And they're like, oh, I fractured my left hip three years. You're like, you know, so, so what, are some, what are some of the things that you look for or how could you help a, a, maybe a young therapist that wants to work with athletes, but maybe comes more from just a tr- more traditional massage side. But now we're in an environment like phase one. Um, first things first, you have to care. Uh, you have to take away their identity as an athlete first. I know it sounds bad because that's who they are, but you have to strip them down to their core and what do you see in them and what is helpful. That's good. Um, secondly, you have to train your eye. You really have to search for the knowledge to understand what you're looking at when you see it because just because somebody has something the same as somebody else does not mean that they are the same injury. Mm. You having a low back problem and me having a low back problem does not create the same problem. Got it. Okay. Got it. So basically it's the the analytical side of it, being able to see something, analyze it, but also not make any judgments necessarily, but kind of get to the root of it. Yes, okay. it's always about getting to okay. the root, and it's easier to do that when you identify them. And this is what we were talking about, stripping yeah. down their identity, is when you see them as a person who yeah. just plays football mm-hmm. versus a pro athlete, yeah. it, they become a human to you. Mm-hmm. They become a human with dysfunctions. They become a human with these problems because that's what their job entails them to have. Got it. Got it. No, that makes sense. So so what what would be some of the – battles that that you have with athletes because like you said athletes number one we fear therapists because it's like aka you might not be able to play or someone's going to sit you down for six weeks or you got to go to physical therapy and you can't play so what are you know how do you handle those type of conversations with athletes that you know that know they need to come see you or they need to come tell you hey this is hurt or this is wrong but they just they fear it because they don't want to um, that's one of the reasons why I contract and I don't employ. Okay. Um, I make it very clear that I am a safe space to say whatever it is you need to say. And as long as you're not doing anything heinous in the world, what yeah. you say to, to me stays between you and me. Yep. Okay. Um, also there's this other aspect of getting you to understand, which I totally get because the industry says otherwise, Yeah. you are fixable. Most mm. people are completely fixable. Like 
unless you're walking around with hardware or you are terminally ill, yeah. if you do the work, you can get back to a good 95%. Good, good. No, that makes sense. Okay. So basically just giving athletes that confidence that it's not the end, it's the beginning. Like, we can fix it. We can get you and back. you have to show them and prove it. Yeah, and then show them per session that There's a lot improving. of time I worked for free just so people could see it because see, it sounds yeah. crazy. It sounds yeah. like, well, if I wouldn't saw this doctor – what makes you think you can do it? Because yeah. you're just a massage therapist. Yeah, that's true. Challenge that's true. accepted, sir. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. So so what is the difference in just a massage therapist? Because, I mean, license-wise, license someone wise, can say you're just a, ther- a massage therapist. And I catch that a lot. But I made it a point to educate myself in my industry. I work for doctors. I work for different types of doctors. Mm-hmm. I read i look at different information i look at different perspectives of how movement works so it's never just one idea let's like neurokinetics is a great therapy yeah but it's not the only one of its kind yeah that makes sense so i just i look at things as a whole and apply it as needed got it got it now is that when you're doing that type of research is that just on movement or just uh, anatomy overall are you studying more towards athlete performance is there any separation um, and the reason I ask is there's there's going to be therapists that may be uh, doing work in the traditional setting right now yeah. you know what I mean they're at whatever place doing massage and different versions of it but they've always wanted to be in this industry but there's that little gap that they go how do I go from this to that is there a study process to get you to that? Or and that's it... where that eye concept comes in okay. is when I came into massage, of course we all start in the, the smaller part of the industry who will yeah. hire us out of school, yeah. but I didn't take an interest in spa work. It was boring to me. Yeah. So it was like, I started seeing things and I'm like, if the body is a self-regenerating organism and you facilitate things the right way, there has to be a way that we, that you can move the body or put it in a certain position to, help it facilitate better. Got it. So I started chasing the medical side of the industry versus relaxation. Mm, Okay, no, that's good. Okay. So you just said a key word that I want you to elaborate on. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? Because I got a lot of words. Yeah, so we're going to go back to the body is a self-regenerating organism, I think is what you said. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. The body has an innate ability, and that's what it's built to do is to regenerate itself. It regenerates cells, it regenerates tissue. It ha- That's just what it's supposed to do mm-hmm. for our survival. So think about a woman having a baby. That's the yeah. most traumatic, one of the most traumatic things that can happen to your body, but we are built to do it. Yeah. You know, and then when all is said and done, we go back to like nothing happened. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. We self-regenerate. That makes sense. Okay. So athletes, it's not over. You got time. You get self-regenerate. Absolutely. If I you love facilitate it. things correctly, you absolutely yeah. can. See, that's good because that's something that, you know, I've never thought about in that perspective. You know what I mean? I get it. It makes sense. But I think athletes need to hear that. You know, if you do have injuries, you do have issues. If you take care of your body, start to do the right thing, your body will self-regenerate and absolutely. start to repair some of those issues. So, um, So let me ask you this. So you mentioned earlier athletes that, you know, kind of run away from therapy or run away from treatment they or run away, away from, from, from body work. They what, um, what would you recommend, you know, if there's athletes obviously that are going to be watching, listening to this, that, uh, you know, even if they're healthy now, or maybe they have some nagging injuries or whatever it may be, what's that ratio look like? You know, is that something, you know, once a week, is there some specific 
Go, like what? How do they? Even, where do they start? An athlete that does not know where do they start? You start by going to talk to someone who has the skills that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who has the skills and they care. You, ha- yeah. you have to be real specific on if they care. Yeah. Um, because that person will come up with a plan that's specific for you. Mm-hmm. Um, my technique, like my worst off individual, I would probably see once a week for a month and see where they go from there. Yeah. Usually there's my best results that they're going to get like um, acutely within okay. that time. And within then, four weeks? Within four weeks. Okay, got um, it. So you again, said once a week for four weeks? Once a week for got four it. weeks. Again, as long as you're not terminally ill, yeah. uh, you're not contraindicated, and you don't have hardware. Okay. Um, even with some of those things, the percentages are lower, but without them, you can get back into the 90-something percentile. Yeah, okay. So after that, now it just becomes maintenance. It becomes now you holding yourself accountable and me holding you accountable for how your body heals. Got it. Okay, got it. So so it's safe to say that as an athlete, okay, we train, I don't know, three, four, or five days a week, whatever we got going. So if we just figured out a way to incorporate just one time a week, mm-hmm. that will be typically enough outside of, you know, something pretty extreme. Right. Uh, enough to at least start to – repair or maybe address some of the some of the Absolutely. issues okay well i mean let's i mean let's take you because you started i noticed you started to make a huge difference when you got on a regular regimen of once a week yeah because before it was sporadic it was yeah, like, like it was cool but can, then you were traveling yeah. and you were doing this you get thing. Me in thursday all right you missed three weeks and then yeah right yeah. but yeah. once you started having a regular once a week I started noticing that you were starting to actually become the healthiest I'd ever seen you. Yeah, I agree. Okay. No, I like that. So, so I think that's important for athletes because like I said, we, we look at therapy as like almost all that direction or training. So I think just by marrying the two concepts and knowing that you can train with your trainer yeah. for however many days a week, and long as you incorporate that. Now, what about um, athletes that, that, maybe don't have the resources you know what i mean are, are there some things that can be done at home is there something online like what you know i'm, I'm a young athlete in the middle of whatever city and guess what my parents just don't yeah. have it what could i do to make sure i'm taking care of my body because i am a football player baseball player basketball whatever the sport may be there are always online resources like youtube has really great like yoga regimens they have really great like um how to's on like mm-hmm. how to foam roll and how to use like lacrosse balls and things of that nature. Um, the hard part about that is if you don't know what you're treating as a form of self-care, it can make it a little difficult. Yeah. Um, so hoping that you have someone in your corner that can point you into a direction. Okay. But there are resources where you can find things that don't cost you. Got it. Okay, good, good. And I know for, for me, um, you know, there's simple things like the recovery kit, you know, lacrosse balls or things like that. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend people trying that, or is that more like can be risk, you know what I mean, versus reward? I'm just picturing, you know, a young athlete that doesn't know what he's doing. I would say anybody who's at least trying, even if you don't do it right, is better off than someone who's not. Okay, good. Well, I agree with that. And then you mentioned YouTube and things like that because there is some pretty good educational stuff out there that they can utilize, correct? Right. Okay, good. So what – um. So I guess kind of the direction I want to go now, um, if you have an athlete that has a a more severe injury, something that's a little more serious, how do you communicate that with the athlete to let them know that they may need to take a break? They may need some time off. 
You know what I mean? I know as a therapist, if you're on the athlete side, you never really want to pull someone out of the sport they love. But I'm sure there has to come a time where you kind of go. I mean, that's kind of redundant because I am on your side by telling you it's time for you to take a step back. Yeah, exactly. Um, Again, I don't look at you like this athlete who is above me. You came to me for a reason. So your identity is this person who is a football player. So when it comes time for me to tell you what you need to hear, you don't pay me to tell you what you want to hear. That's what everybody else in the industry is for. Yeah, got you. You know. No, that makes sense. So, And if you don't like it, that's not my problem. Yeah. But you'll always come back because you know I was right. Because you know, yep, 100%. So, I mean, so that sounds like that goes back to what you said earlier, which is not just finding an expert, but finding somebody that cares. And that's really what it comes down to. You're going to do the right thing. And and that's really what it'll come down to. And that will actually sometimes save your relationship with some of your clients because it's like, um, why would you trust someone who would just let you do what you want to do or tell you what you want to hear? And then the next thing you know, you don't just take an injury, but you take a career ending injury. And now, yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. No, I like it. I like it. So with your experience, what, um, so, so I don't care how big you are. I ain't scared of you. So. Yeah, that's true. She is kind of crazy. No, but uh, <laughs> she will fight you. She will fight you. Um, but no, I, I love it. And, um, and obviously you've done a great job with our athletes and, and with oh, myself personally, you. but with our, our phase one athletes, uh, I mean, we see tremendous improvement in just a couple sessions. Um, you know, I've seen improvement in some athletes in minutes or just like, come here real quick, you know, which I think also lends back to that someone that cares uh, about the athletes and what Isn't they're that doing. Isn't crazy, like, just how easy it is and some yeah. of these people go their entire lives and years yep. into physical therapy for someone to be like, all right, well, you know, we tried. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we got you to walk. I'm like, yeah, not properly. But, no, that and that's it, especially, I think, in the athlete community because we talk about it a lot here. I think that's one of the biggest gaps in physical therapy, especially when it comes to athlete development. You know, uh, athletes will have a full ACL surgery, go into a regular physical therapy program where all they're trying to do is to get you to be able to stand up and maybe walk up and down some stairs. Yes, but that's a long way from playing football Saturday. It's to get you through the healing process. <laughs> it's to get you through that six weeks of healing where things yep. can mend. You can build scar tissue, and then you have some form of functionality. Everything yeah. else after that is on you. It's just on you, yep. So they never really address the performance side of it or getting you back ready to compete. they just getting you back to released, which mm-hmm. means you can walk. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Um, so what's, what's next for you on a, on a, you know, for your career, the direction that you're going, I know you're working on a couple pretty big projects. What, um, what's next? What are we, what are we looking forward to here? Um, I'm teaching, which is one of my kind of like side gigs that I really, really enjoy. Cause I found when I was coming up in the industry that there weren't people who practiced like me. Mm. So I really had to learn my specialty on my own. Okay. Um, I didn't have a mentor to take, like it was literally me and my books and, oh, you nice. know, um, blessed to have clients that were like, can I get anything this on you? And they're like, hell yeah. Yeah. Go on, try it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Free body work. <laughs> but I mean, they trust me because yeah. they know I'm, I'm going to um, apply myself to yeah, it. For sure. So to be able to teach it, into an industry where it's really needed that skill that medical skill that medical eye is really needed Um, i'm super excited about um growing with the phase one brand is one of my biggest things i'm super excited about because i watched you kind of like go from this other space into this space that seems much more comfortable and much much more towards your vision yeah um and to be able to be a part of it makes me really excited 
Nice. Um, what else I got going on? I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, I'm I'm just kind of growing and finding new lanes and new spaces on how to do things and yeah. um, just give. Like, I feel like this is my gift to give to the world and like just that's give it awesome. in any capacity of which I can. Yeah, no, I love it. That's beautiful, beautiful. So, um, I got two final questions for you. Okay. All right. We need advice. Oh my God! On what? We need advice to the therapist that's out there in the world that's like you are doing what I want to do. What is the advice? I don't know if they even in school yet, thinking about school, maybe not even a license. I don't even know, but they just look at it and they go, "That's it." Um, What's the advice? What 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 should they do? One, the biggest piece of advice I would say is don't go into it for the money. Um, the money will come. This has to be a calling. This is not me personally. This is my yeah. personal opinion. This is not something that you go into lightly or with just textbook knowledge. Like yeah. um, you really have to want something for mankind. I know it sounds like really heavy yeah, and extreme, yeah. but you really have to want to see people be better That's awesome. uh, and then strive to do that and then yeah. find the information to do that and connect with other people. And you may not. Yeah. But stay on that track, and, and you'll eventually run into people like you. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Love that. And never turn down an opportunity. Really? Don't ever turn down an opportunity, even if it's a bad one, just to learn. Really? Yeah. I like that. I like that. Never turn down an opportunity. I love it. All right, so last one. Now we need advice for the athlete. The athlete that's, and we'll even say, you know, the athlete that's doing good right now you know, progressing, but they, their goal is to be a high level elite athlete, play, you know, college ball, pro ball. Like what, what's the advice? What do they need to do from a, from a standpoint of taking care of their body? What are some things that I need to focus on? Cause I'm a senior in high school and I'm going to college next year and I want to play for another 10 years or whatever it may be. I think they need to take their power back on becoming self-aware. It is a very hard thing to do as a student athlete, especially if you are a child athlete and you have adults that oversee you. Mm. Um, but being self-aware and accountable for how you feel, feeling better, what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to feel like, h how do you feel when you are your best versus when you're not, and mm. when is it appropriate to make sure you have what you need to get it done? Love it. Okay, that's good. That's good. I like it. That's good advice. Good <laughs> advice. All right, so for people that want more advice, <laughs> right. people that want more, um, how do they find you? Um, you can find me here at Phase One Elite um, here in Las Vegas. I'm actually in the process of setting up my own podcast where I can give out some of this advice. Um, I will keep you posted on where I am with that yep, for sure and then social media how can they find you what if what if I got 16 questions that I want to DM you uh first of all where do I send the 16. DM to and are you gonna reply to um, all 16 I'm taking two questions and a dollar for every question afterwards right. <laughs> two question minimal two question dollar, maximum and, max a dollar and a dollar afterwards. from there all right uh but you can find me on Instagram the self-care chronicles um I believe I might still be on Facebook uh Miss Gabby okay. as well all right, so Self-Care Chronicles, Yep, that's on IG. All right, so you guys make sure you tap in. Um, you know, I want to thank everyone for, for tapping in and listening to this. Hopefully there was some value, which I know it was, uh, whether you are an athlete, a performance trainer, or therapist, or whatever it may be. Um, there was obviously some takeaways, so 
Uh, make sure you guys not only subscribe to the podcast, but make sure you also share this episode. I know you can think of two to three people that need to hear it, so that's who you need to share it with. So outside of that, once again, it's Mike Waters, Phase 1 Elite, Las Vegas, Nevada, um, Elite Athlete Podcast. That's what we're doing, man. We're giving advice to elite athletes from every direction. So make sure you guys stay tapped in, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for having me, boss. No worries. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Love it.